This is in oh. the air to right field. Back it goes. Nando has done it again. Fernando Tatis Jr., a grand slam. Myers drives one out towards deep left center field. Back goes Heinemann at the wall. It's gone. Another grand slam for the Padres. The shot out to deep left field. It's high, deep, and it is a grand slam. Towards the corner, it's back, it's gone! Welcome to Slam Diego! What's good, Padres Nation? Our beloved San Diego Padres just got off a three-game series against the Arizona Diamondbacks in which they took two out of three against the struggling D-backs. Has not been a good year for the Snakes, one whatsoever. Um, have lost 23 straight road games until of course in san diego they do break that in game two of three however the d-backs have been awful losing 14 straight at one point of the season and also being losers of 17 straight they set at now 22 and 57 that's below 300 baseball and it is just atrocious but they have put up a good fight against our padres gotta tip the cap when you have to right and they did pretty well for the most part, in which the Padres had to really work for their wins. So the Padres are going to be off, which a travel day, most likely, I'm assuming, on Monday, in which they're going to play three in Cincinnati, and then they'll be playing three in Philadelphia against the Phillies, which is kind of interesting at this point, because then after that, I was actually incorrect. I thought they would be in Nats Park, but they're actually coming back out west to play the Nationals, which is odd, but... Uh, it's a little less of a road trip than I thought, but hey, if we can take advantage of it, let's do just that. Of course, we had a four-game sweep on the Reds before that erupted in our winning streak and back-to-back sweeps against the Reds and Dodgers, but every game is different. And going back to the D-back series, man, they did put up a fight to avoid getting swept on and having the Padres earn their third consecutive sweep in a row. So going right into it, hitting machines on the Padres. Now, both Arizona and San Diego had 13 hits apiece in game one, but the Padres just look real good. In fact, someone named Fernando Tatis Jr. looked real good in this one. I can't wait for him to get his statue and really just already is the face of San Diego at this time. He's going to be uh, for a long time, and he's going to get a statue built right next to Tony Gwynn, or you got one with Hoffman, anything like that. So it all started off, though, with Tommy Pham, his seventh home run to right off Corbin Martin in the bottom of the first. Real good start, Tommy Pham, homered to start off games in the bottom of the first in both game one and game three, which resulted in wins. Tommy Pham has been excellent, and it seems like those days of him batting you know, a superb 160 could be behind him. Let's hope he's in a very good stride. He's finally found his rhythm. And of course, he looks like the old Tommy fan we once know and love. So Tommy fan started things off, makes it one nothing. San Diego Tatis sitting behind Vladdy at this time with home runs. Number 23 of Corbin Martin back to back right there. Back to back jacks looks real good. The Padres did it twice with Fam and Tatis. And then third inning, you had Cronenworth, Tatis and Cronenworth. So it was excellent to see that. Um, 
more history basically being made. Will Myers extended the Padres' lead from 2 nothing to 3 nothing on a sack fly. Caratini as well performed on a sack fly, both of them not hurting their batting average, of course, making it 4 nothing after the bottom of the first. Looks real good, doesn't it? But the D-backs do climb their way back. Do not let that one uh, get the best of them. Chris Paddock did not have the best pitching uh, on the mound in this one, and really no Padre pitcher did except for Darvish. Even he didn't get the win uh, thanks to a blown opportunity, and I'll get into that in game three. But Rojas, a two-RBI single, cuts the deficit down to two, and then Van Meter, an RBI double. In the top of the second, all this happening off Paddock. Both teams were just having the hitting uh, finding grass everywhere. It just was having it. The D-backs, I got to give them a lot of credit, man. They really were hitting uh, off the Met, off Paddock, and then they were making some strides in game three late. But luckily the Padres answered right back to avoid losing this series or else I would have been very upset making this episode. Uh, so then in the bottom of the second, Padres are up 4-3. Fernando Tatis Jr. says, I can do that again. Number 24 on a fly ball to center off Riley Smith. Nice shot right there. Um, this kid is just pure power, pure athleticism, just a highlight machine, yet haters going to hate. It's a sad part, but, hey, he's the face of baseball because of his personality, his presence, and everything like that. I love Trout. I think he's still the best player in major leagues, but he just does his thing and moves on. He's very quiet about it. I'm telling you, um, that's what people don't understand about this. And then here's where the back-to-back jacks happen. Jake Cronenworth. Should be an all-star. Him and Manny Machado got snubbed. I'm really pissed about that, but whatever. Uh, it's just, it's a shame. But I do hope Tatis is the first starting all-star for San Diego since Tony Gwynn in 98. Jake Cronenworth, number 12, home run, right field. Prone zone, baby. Donner Silva makes the great call yet again off Riley Smith. At this time, it is 6-3. Slam Diego. And then Nick Ahmed makes things interesting with a two-RBI double. Uh, off Chris Paddock. Tatis says, all right, let me extend the lead just a little bit. Fucking pimps this one. Tatis, number 25, ties with Vladdy Guerrero at the time uh, to center field. No doubt about it. Tommy Pham scores a two-run home run. San Diego, you guys are the best. You go crazy. We're hoping for four, of course, but that doesn't happen. But he does go four for five. Uh, but he is absolutely insane. Uh, the kid, El Nino, I can't wait for this kid to just be uh, the phase of baseball even more and providing highlights. Like we think we've seen it all, but we really haven't. Uh, he's clutch. It's in his genes right now. And, um, you know, I got to say, he's going to get a statue one day. Eric Hosmer then provides more of a spark with an RBI single, bringing in Fernando Tatis Jr. Grisham starting to get hot again. That's very necessary for this Padres offense. Grisham, 10th double of the year, brings in Eric Hosmer off Matt Peacock, who got lit up in this series alone. Manny Machado with an RBI single on the bottom of the eight. So the Padres just pulled it open late into it, despite being up a pretty good amount. Now, Tatis easily the player of the game. Seriously. I mean, four for five with three home runs and uh, four RBIs. Uh, that's unbelievable. This guy is just, he's, he's a five-tool player. I understand he's having issues defensively this year. Uh, but the kid is still such a sensation to watch, and uh, you can't go wrong with that. Now, Paddock did not do well one bit. Congratulations to Nick Ramirez for earning the win at one and two-thirds. He only walked one and struck out one, did not give up a hit or an earned run. 
Uh, a lot of guys came out of the pen, including Diaz, Hill, Adams, Stammen, and Thompson. Um, so, yeah, Paddock only lasted two and a third, eight hits, five earned for Paddock. His ERA bolstered up to 4.64. As for the D-backs, Colton Martin didn't even last an inning. He went one-third, three hits, four runs, two walks, no strikeouts. But I laughed because they were checking him for foreign substances and someone, I think it might have been Jim Russell on Twitter, uh, he's great with that stuff for the Padres. I think he's like, um, you know, oh, wow, gee, let me check this guy who just gave up this many runs in a third of an inning for foreign substances, which a player did get caught on uh, Seattle. So that was pretty interesting. I actually thought that would not happen. Um, so that is uh, potentially a mixture of uh, penalties happening out there. So Padres win this one 11 to 5. Game two, I barely even want to talk about it. Uh, Lamette got hurt. He's going to go on the 10-day IL, and he seems to be all right. He might be coming out of the bullpen again. It's just scary always seeing him pitch. Otherwise than that, I really don't want to talk about it. I'm just nervous about it, and I don't obviously know much. So Lamette falls to two and three, lasts two and a third, gives up six hits, four earned runs. Uh, yeah, he just wasn't having it. Like I said, the D-backs were hitting in this series, whether it was a win or a loss. Uh, so I got to give him a lot of credit. Nabil Krismak got hit on eight times in three innings, four on runs for him. Uh, so, yeah, San Diego pitching wasn't having it, and that's going to happen. Um, as for the offense, they were one for nine with runners in scoring position and 12 were left on base. I'm literally going to move on now because I am just that upset about it. Of course, you're not going to get the sweep every time. I don't care if a team is all in 161 uh, and they got one game left, you know, I, I, I really just think that uh, it's hard to do. And I'm shocked we got it against the Reds. I'm shocked we got it against the Dodgers. It's just, yeah, these guys can suck on the field with a really bad record, but there's still major league material up there uh, at this time. So uh, you never know. You never know. And that's the beauty of baseball. So going into game three now, Tommy Pham, like I said, jacked it, bottom of the first, number eight to center field, really hitting a nice shot. One nothing San Diego, just like game one. Jake Cronenworth, an RBI single off Zach Gallen, who's been incredible last year. Okay this year for Arizona. One of the brighter prospects for that team uh, that is struggling. But an RBI single to bring in Trent Grisham makes it 2 nothing. A wild pitch by Hugh Darvish cuts the deficit down to 1-2-1 one, to one San Diego in the top of the fourth. Then top of the seventh, a Tatis error, Tim Hill in the game. Escobar basically reaches on a fielder's choice and an error brought in two runs. Um, yeah, this one hurt. I turned it off. I really pounded my laptop down and I said, that's over. Uh, we're done. I thought we we're going to lose the series at this point. And uh, Padres nation. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was frustrated just as much as you probably were. And you know what? That's why you play a full nine. I say this on my broadcast. I work all the time, man. I've seen some incredible comebacks. Uh, whenever I work baseball commentary, and this was one of them. I have to say five straight hits going into the bottom of the seventh uh, for San Diego to get things going. A, a Cabrera hit a sack fly to make it 4-2 Arizona by the time the bottom of the seventh uh, was about to roll around. So it all started uh, really just absolutely insane. I think I'm actually uh, shocked that this happened. I got right to it at the right time. I turned it back on because I got the notification spoiler. but. Jerson Profar singled. Matt Peacock pitching. I said that he has struggled as of late. He has. Then Tommy Pham singled. Profar to third. Runners on the corners with no outs. Grisham a double to Pavin Smith in center who couldn't get to it. 
let it drop, but it was going to be a hard uh, play to make actually. And that was really great. Uh, Grisham having himself a big series. And I think that was needed. Uh, he was pretty quiet for the most part, I think at first, and then he got hot. So that was great. Uh, Cronenworth singles and brings in Tommy Pham. Tatis, 14th double of the year. Uh, this kid's insane, man. Trent Grisham scores on that. And then we have three strikeouts in a row with Hosmer, Myers, the two big boy contracts, and Ha Song Kim on that end. So that was not fun to watch. But at the same time, the Padres did the damage. Arizona scored three at the top of the seven. San Diego scored three in the bottom of the seven. And that was the rest of the scoring right there as Melanson closed out the gates and got the 24th save of the year. Despite the blown save, Tim Hill second. He earned the win and now improves to five and three. Darvish on the mound looked excellent despite the blown save. He does obviously not get the win. He lasted six innings, allowed six hits, one earned run, one walk, and seven strikeouts. A much better outing than the first game of the series uh, way back, the first game of the season against the Diamondbacks who were making some noise. So really good stuff. Darvish easily just uh, an ace out there, the number one guy for us. And uh, it's good to see this team coming back and not giving up and not having the balloon, you know, give up on us like that. So, Hey, I'll take it. We're now 47 and 33. And uh, it's going to be interesting because the Dodgers and giants play very shortly. Actually, they play in the next series after the Dodgers and Cubs uh, finish it off. So San Diego, we're going to have to root for someone. And I don't know who, because of the fact that, um, <laughs> I think it's a two-game set, if I'm not mistaken, which is very weird. Uh, but we've seen that with both Arizona and San Diego last time uh, in Arizona. So we're going to have to root for a team. I'm actually going to root for the Dodgers here. You hear me out. Look, the Giants just lost. I'm happy about it. I like the Giants, but they needed to lose. Um, LAD, winners of two. They're a half game up on us. Could be more a full game if they beat the Cubs as I'm speaking right now, which they will. But if they get the Giants and we get our wins, we're going to be in a tighter race. So I'll take it rather than the Giants extending their winning streak, uh, not their winning streak, just their win total in general. So I'm going to root for the Dodgers just in these two games, or even if they split, I'll take that. Um, I didn't even realize it was a two-game set. So now the Padres will be playing on Tuesday, starting a three-game series against the Cincinnati Reds. And I might be writing an article about this and just the Padres overall on what they could do maybe at the trade deadline involving a red player. And if you want to read my quick blogs that are two to three minutes for the most part, feel free to follow me on Twitter at Grand Padres because I do have my articles posted right to Twitter. But you can also check them out and previous ones on my website, which is in a link on my Twitter page at Grand Padres. So you can check that out as well as new and past episodes on this podcast overall and what this podcast is truly about so if you want to check out my website please feel free look at me on twitter follow me there for any of the latest updates and content um so yeah uh that'll be greatly appreciated you guys on that end and the cincinnati reds one should be a fun one i'm going to be a little bit busy with work i'm hoping to get an article out there soon um but it could be a big one uh, involving some kind of players and stuff and you know what the padres got to do but i also just might analyze a certain player and talk about how good they have been for San Diego. I'm going to keep it mostly positive. I know it's sometimes tough to do that and it can be brainwashing, but I enjoy the positive outlook on this Padres team that we've been through so much misery with. So 
In the three-game set, we don't know absolutely everything, but we do know, for the most part right now, that Blake Snell will be taking the bump versus Santolin. We've seen Santolin before, and he got rocked versus the Padres in that four-game sweep. Blake Snell had a very good outing against the Dodgers. Let's hope that consistency actually keeps up and he can get something going. Snell sits at 3-3 three and three with a 5.29 ERA, but in 66 in the third innings, he does have 90 strikeouts, which is very good. He's starting to look like the Snell we know in his prime. As for Tony Santillan, he is 1-1, one one, a 3.29 ERA. At 13 and two-thirds innings, not much time, but he is solid. He has 16 strikeouts with a whip of 1.46. Uh, game two, Joe Musgrove versus... Gutierrez, we've seen this before as well. Gutierrez pitched well, but also took uh, a beating against the San Diego Padres in that series. Joe Musgrove, really, really impressive. Despite being four and six, you never look at the wins, losses only. Sits at 2.22 of an ERA, 85 innings, 103 strikeouts, a whip of 0.84. Has been incredible. Has really thrown the all speeds with so much oomph. Um, He's just fun to watch, man. He's just that kind of pitcher. He's like Darvish, but I think Musgrove can be a little bit more fun sometimes because I love Darvish. But when he's off, you can tell he's uh, he's off. His pinch count goes up. With Musgrove, you don't know what he's going to throw and when to, man. I'm telling you, he's just so fun. It's a circus out there when he's pitching. It's just a merry-go-round. Um, so Vladimir Gutierrez, 3-2, and 3.97 ERA in 34 innings. He only has 27 strikeouts. I've talked about this before. Gutierrez, a good pitcher who just doesn't really strike out a ton, relies more on the fly out, ground out kind of outs for a pitcher, a contact pitcher, so to speak. As for game three, Luis Castillo has been pitching much better despite being two and 10. Um, for San Diego, it is to be determined. So I'll keep you guys posted on my Twitter as well who's going to take the bump or if there are any changes. Castillo has dropped his ERA down. But at 2-10, and 10, he still sits at 5.14. 84 innings, 80 strikeouts, a whip of 1.48. Obviously a much different, horrendous season for him compared to last year. So a three-game set versus Cincinnati, it should be a fun one. And then we go straight to Citizens Bank to play the Phillies. And uh, I'm excited, San Diego. Uh, we, we could do something here. The Reds sit at exactly 500. And the Padres, 14 over 500. It's very important. If we can get that 15 to 20 wins above 500 mark right before the all-star break, because that would be crucial. It's just nice, if anything. And uh, it will be necessary because we play the Reds, the Phillies, the Nats, the Rockies, and then there's the all-star game. And the Nats and Rockies are at home. You got to do damage there. Like, there's no excuses. The Nats are playing real well. Don't get me wrong, but that'll be for a later date. Uh, And just get the 15 to 20 above 500. And we're going to be good so far. It's going to be uh, an interesting time in San Diego. So that's all I have for you guys. This is probably one of the quicker episodes when I edit it and everything like that. But at the end of the day, the Padres take two out of three from Arizona. Let's hope we can do the same or, of course, take the brooms out against the Cincinnati Reds yet again. I'll be seeing you guys after the Cincinnati Red Series. I'm out, guys. Peace.